0: This is Dear Hallmark. Each week I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Welcome to Dear Hallmark, everyone. My name is Dara. This is a space where I nerd and geek out over Hallmark Channel movies, TV shows, and stuff. And as you can see, I am not by myself today. Or as you can hear if you're listening via podcast. Y'all, I have with me in, <laughs> I have with me in the home of Dear Hallmark Hallmark one of the titans of the Hallmark universe, one of the high kings of Hallmark Channel. If you were to look up Hallmark Channel in the dictionary, his name would be one of the definitions. Uh, He is a husband, a father, an entrepreneur. And one day I randomly called him cousin in a video and it stuck and I'm grateful he ran with it. Guys, (laughs) welcome Andrew Walker into the home of dear Hallmark. How are you, sir?
1: And that's the best compliment, the cousin of Dara. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Oh, thank you.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm great. How are you?
0: I am doing well. Super glad that you could be here as the first Hallmark actor guest of the Dear Hallmark podcast. Oh, my gosh.
1: Man. As I said to you before the interview, uh, the podcast started, I feel so privileged to be here. I didn't even know it was I was the first guest on your podcast. So, um, wow. I uh, and I'm proud of you. This is incredible. This this feels like uh, you know, it, it feels like you've been doing this forever for me. Oh. On my where I'm looking at it from on my end, you're so active in the community as it is. So um, you know, I, I, I thought this had been going on for a long time, but I, I guess this is this is it. We're kicking it off. We're kicking it off, cousin. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, cousin. Absolutely. So talk to me
0: because you have this juice business, but you're also an actor. So what is it about acting that keeps you going back for more? What is it that you love about acting the most?
1: Oh, wow. Um, You know, it's, that's a, it's a, it's a loaded question. And there's a, it's a bit, it's a, there's a little bit of elaborate response to it all, but I, um, I started acting when I was 13 years old. I started acting when I was around 12, 13 years old in a lunchtime drama program at my elementary school. Mm-hmm. And my mom is, uh, is an art, she's the artist in the family. My dad is the jock and uh, very polar opposite. Like, you know, there's nothing athletic about my mom. She says she was a good track, track and field star. <laughs> but, um, but she is a pianist. Like you wouldn't believe, she is, she's she's. Uh, I grew up with jazz in my in, at the house all the time. We used to go down to Greenwich Village in New York, and that would be our our yearly trip where we go to bl- the Blue Note and we watch some jazz musician that she loved. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so cool it was so it was such a great background and you know to come from to come from that that uh, that place with her as as the musician in the family, artist in the family, um, and uh, but I was kind of. I was riding that tightrope of, you know, I was into sports and I was also an actor. Um, and then I got really, really into football uh, when I was around 13, 14 at that same time. And I thought I was going to go play college football. That was my, that was my mm. dream and my goal um, while I was still acting on the side. But I got injured and I lost a scholarship at Boston College, mm. tore my ACL. Went back to when I was around 19 years old, went back to the drawing board and was kind of deciding, well, OK, well, what do I do now? I, I, I guess I should go to a Canadian university or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe rehab my knee, get back back into, into football. But I, uh, I decided to continue to audition for for some projects. And I booked a show around three months after my surgery. And I I did that series for two years And decided with a friend of mine to buy a car. We bought this like $1,000 car and drove it across the country to Los Angeles. And that was when I was 21 years old. And um, I haven't really looked back since. And I've just, um, you know, in that time of me being here and I'll go, this brings me to my juice business and and how I got into Hallmark. But um, I had some success, you know, when I first got here in Los Angeles, I booked uh, a show about a month into being here. Super fortunate. It was, you know, it was kind of a fluke situation. Um, How so? <laughs> Well, you know, not a lot. It, it, that's not really the story for a lot of people, right? Like <laughs> a lot of people will come here and they just grind it out and they work, mm-hmm. wait, you know, waitressing jobs or wait being, you know, being waiters or bartenders. And I couldn't do that because I was Canadian, so I I had to Got book you. something. Yeah. So I guess it just kind of lit that fire under me a little bit more too, to just yeah. like have no other option. Um. And I, uh, and the guy that I was here with was, we were just, just, he was like, he was almost like a creative muse for me. We just got, we just had a great rapport and we had done a TV series for two years together. We took our craft very, very seriously. So I'd help him audition for, for roles. He would help me read for my roles. And we, by the time we got in the room to audition for these things, we were loose and we were having fun with it. So, Mm um, so I owe, I owe a lot to him as well and just putting me in that right mindset going into the room. But, um, but yeah, so I, I did, did the show, spent three years in Montreal, decided to go back to Canada when I was at my first milestone of whether or not I wanted to continue as an actor or not because I hadn't worked in about a year at that point. Mm-hmm. I did from 21 to 23. I was working a lot. 24, hardly worked at all. And decided to go back to Montreal and just kind of get back to my roots a little bit, connect with my friends and family, and um, I met my now wife during that time that I was back there. And I ended up booking what I think to this day is one of my more challenging and, and probably a, a role that I'm the most proud of called uh, Steel Toes was the movie, and I played a neo-Nazi skinhead, uh, with the yeah. actor. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It's intense. It's not a. It's not a hallmark. Uh, sure. Sure. But I got to work with an actor named David Strathairn, mm-hmm. and at the same time, he had just gotten off uh, working with uh, George Clooney on his movie called *Good Night and Good Luck*. He played Edward R. Murrow in that movie, and he won an he won an uh, he he got nominated for an Academy Award from that, his portrayal of Edward R. Murrow. Right at the same time when I was working with him on our movie, mm-hmm. and so it was just this like real. Um, it was an acting class, you know, for me. And, uh, and I was, and getting to work with him on a daily basis was such an eye opener. And it, it really made me, it re- gave me reinvigorated me and wanting to be an actor and just kind of like looking at my career a little differently and how I approach mm. roles. And so it was actually from that role, fast forward to five years later, that my wife, when my wife and I were starting our juice business, Mm -hmm. um, we were in the health and wellness world. We did a lot of hot yoga, We were drinking juice as is for the past year and a half at that point. And we really saw a big difference in our lives and our energy levels and everything. Um, I, I hadn't, I decided, look, I'm going to take another six months off acting six months to a year. It had been going pretty well, like from steel toes. I had this, you know, I didn't work for a year. I was still studying, but then I got booked steel toes and then things just kind of like, we're starting to roll again. Then I was like, okay, I'll take six months off, start the juice business. And, um, we had this, this opportunity to open up our our first location next to a hot yoga studio in Los Angeles here. And, um, and six months turned into a year, turned into a year and a half where I just wasn't able to work as an actor because I was just so devoted to the business and it really required all of our all of us, you know, my, yeah. my all of our selves, our time into the business. And so I was getting very resentful of uh of the juice business at that time. Mm. Like mm. I'm not able to to do my acting, which also made me realize that okay, I guess I I am an actor. I guess yeah. I should be acting because I just felt like there was a piece of me that was missing and a piece mm. of me that just I wasn't able to express myself and it you know in, in in that in the craft. Yeah. And um and so I got a call from a manager randomly and he's like, Hey, Andrew, you got an offer from the Hallmark channel to do one of their movies. And I was like, Hallmark <laughs> channel. What's, what's Hallmark? Don't they do greeting cards? I didn't right. even know they did they <laughs> did movies. And right. you know, we're going back seven years ago now or so, maybe even longer now. And, uh, and so I read the script. I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do a Christmas movie. Um, it was called bride for Christmas. Oh, and dude. I, uh, <laughs> That
0: movie right there, man. That's yeah. it, man. That's it. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. That movie yeah. is hilarious. Hilarious. Love it. Easily one of my favorites of yours for Christmas. I'm sorry. Go ahead. As you are.
1: you <laughs> know, I hear that a lot. And maybe that was just, you know, me coming in with just a, a completely new perspective and just doing what I do yeah. normally. But I, I was asking the director, uh, I was like how did this come about like what happened he goes you don't know how you're you don't know how you got here it's like no what (laughs) what happened his name was gary gary yates is the director okay Mm -hmm. and gary was he was coming fresh off the indie world as well he had done a lot of which is funny like a lot of these directors that i work with on and producers in on hallmark they come from the horror horror world a lot of them wow yeah it's interesting i guess also because they do a lot of, a lot of these people come from indie film, the indie film world as well, because it's short shoots and they have to know a lot of these indie directors are, are also editors and they're really savvy when it comes to just putting uh, the project together Mm -hmm. and knowing what they need and what they don't need, cutting the fat, just making sure that we're like meeting our days. That's the most important thing. It's 15 day shoots. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I asked him and he goes, you don't know how you got this role? I saw your performance in Steel Toes, and I said, I want to work with this guy. And I'm like, Gary, I played a neo-Nazi skinhead who kills right. this man at the beginning of the movie, and then I'm put in prison, and you see my character just unravel and you know peel away the layers and like, so how did I I won't ask any questions, but I I, I thank you and I appreciate that. But then from Bride for Christmas they just kept on calling Uh, three months later. I got another call three months after that, I got another call. And then, you know, I just, uh, I really started to embrace and love because the very beginning, my first four or five movies, I was like, okay, cool. I've done Hallmark movies now. Mm -hmm. I think I want to go do some other branch out, do some other things, but they kept on calling. And then I was like, this is a good gig, man. (laughs) Like I I have a lot of friends that work on these on TV series that are that are it's really heavy subject matters Mm -hmm. and they come back from a 12 hour day or 14 hour day and they need, they need therapy. Like they need, they've gone to a really dark place. Yeah. Whereas here I am leaving for 20 days, a few times a year, and I get to be a dad. I get to be a husband. I get to be a, you know, not in that order necessarily, but I, you know, I get to help my wife build our business more. Yeah. And, um, and it's just the greatest balance that I could ever dream of in my life at this stage of the game, you know.
0: And I, I could see that when, with whatever role that you do that you genuinely love it like there's such a authenticity. And a genuineness, if that's a word that you bring to a role, it's like, oh yeah, Andrew is a baseball player. Oh yeah, he owns a retreat center. Oh yeah, he can be a corporate attorney. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I could like, like what you said. Like, I could totally see that. Which with each role that you bring, like that, it's it's amazing. It's amazing.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a. You know, I I um I really have to give credit to to, to the the cast that they put together hallmark's great at picking you know these these leading ladies that i get to work with they're so giving and everyone really there's maybe there was one out of the 21 movies that i've done where somebody i'd worked with just wasn't didn't want to reciprocate in that creative process that i need to go through
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and uh i i you know i'm working with people that just want to elevate these movies and make them the best they can within the short amount of time that we have to shoot them so yeah uh, hallmark has also started to identify like we used to get hired or i used to get hired just a few days before the movie would shoot it'd be like five oh, wow. days before the movie would shoot they'd be like hey Andrew, can you leave on it's it's a wednesday can you leave this friday to shoot on monday and i'd be like why don't i have this like, i'd love to have the script for like a week just give me a week but yeah. Now they've, they've started do, to do that the past two years. I've seen a, a big change and shift and I'll, I'll find out two weeks now in advance and um, especially the one that we just did my Christmas family tree. I got that script a couple weeks before and I was able to really work on it. Same with 27 hour day with autumn. I got that script, you know, another one,
0: y'all were amazing in that i i Thank need to you. see y'all in a christmas movie now with that because like that pairing i remember you <laughs> i did the that video where i was like i know cousin andrew from the kill it i don't know if they had like it, um you and autumn paired before that was your first your um you guys first time working together right with yeah we had hours known ahead. each
1: other we known we knew each other a- little bit we had gone for coffee with a couple with a writer friend of ours and a um a a producer friend of ours that was trying to put us together for a kind of like a a backdoor hallmark movie Mm -hmm. um and um i don't know if you like a i say backdoor like they would shoot it as an indie style and then a lot of the time hallmark will acquire you know yeah um but uh, so we went for coffee just six months after the the we were in the, into the pandemic trying to get this other project off the ground and her and I got on a face FaceTime calls as well. So we knew each other mm-hmm. and I'd seen her at parties and stuff like that, but I loved the yeah, ad working with autumn was such a gift. It was amazing. She's so cool. And she, she's caught, con- she's in constant exploration for more purpose in her life and more meaning and just connection and, it's uh, she's, she's great. So we're, yeah, we kind of vibe out on that.
0: Yeah. Again, I could totally see that. That movie was awesome. So do you see yourself um, just like you said, you ha- you were into wellness um, and that, that you were in that space and that's what kind of was the catalyst for you and your wife to get into the juice business. Do you see yourself exploring any other interests outside of acting and wellness?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Gemini, so I need 10 (laughs) things on the go at any given moment. I, uh, yeah, I just, what's what works for my wife and I in our business is I'm an idea person and then she activates it. Mm -hmm. She executes all my crazy ideas that I have. What's cool about the juice business is that we, I'm able to do a lot within that space, like mm, marketing, okay. branding, mm. partnerships. You know, I can think of like things, I do sales with my wife. I love talking to people. I love, you know, I love meeting new people, hearing their stories. We were just in Portland last weekend at this coffee festival, and it was like all the, the Pacific Northwest has some of the best coffee places in the, you know, in the world almost it's oh, incredible. Man, yeah. From Seattle to Portland, just in that small area. And so we were, we were at this, at this festival or, or um, it's like a convention at the convention center in Portland. And there was maybe 80 different coffee purveyors and roasters and all this stuff. So hearing their stories, a lot of, a lot of family run businesses and people that kind of had the same story as us, where we would just, I guess, ignorance is bliss where you just (laughs) start something you don't, if we knew everything that we would have, would have gone through, I think still would have done it, but we would have just been a little more weary of, you know. We couldn't have done it now with kids. There's, there's no way we just, sure. it was a lot of sleepless nights and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, so yeah, within, fortunately within my juice business, I'm able to be, you know, be stimulated in a lot of these different things, but I do, I definitely, I have um, I'd like to produce a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I, I,
1: um, I have, I have some real estate stuff that I'm involved in that I, I like, you know, I love buying things. And Tyler had that. eye actually, you know, but he bought this condo in Toronto and and renovated it himself and just kind of like sat with, you know, these, these, uh, home, the home home decor magazines and just like, figured it out himself you know and, and wow. I like doing I, there's a piece of me that I really like doing that as well I was actually I was painting my fireplace this morning in the house here <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So I'm always doing things around the house and gardening and, and whatnot but right now the juice business is really kind of it's it's our it's our we're, we're right on the verge of potentially leaving it maybe like in the next few years. Oh, wow. So We have a lot of different products and line extensions of things that we're doing and that's been keeping me really busy, so.
0: Word, word. Random question, would you ever consider doing a Hallmark, like a mystery uh, series
1: with Hallmark? Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: That would be so dope. I was thinking about that. I'm like, yo, it'll be it'll be really cool to see Andrew in a in a mystery series.
1: Nikki Nikki Deloach and I have been talking about that. She has a concept that she is developing right now with with a with a producer that's worked a lot with Hallmark, and uh, supposedly, I'm her guy that's going to be in that. But I uh, we'll see. We'll see.
0: I'm giving I'm raising hands to the roof right now because I just got into the mystery world. I'm very much a sap, which is why Hallmark is my best friend. But with like <laughs> watching <laughs> watching these um these mysteries, it's I've I've been able to 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 get into it because I'm not a horror person, I'm not a thriller person. That's not my jam or jelly. But yeah. Hallmark is able to do it in a tasteful way where I can sleep at night. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I appreciate that for real. And
1: I love now like when you look at when you look at my Christmas family tree, mm-hmm. we're able to go even like a little little deeper into these subject matters that normally wouldn't Hallmark wouldn't uh, be venturing into, you know, which is yeah. which is also really excites me. Like comedy, you're able to push the comedy a little bit more. We're able to be a little bit more dramatic. You know, it's it's nice. It's it's uh it's it's fun what they're doing.
0: So talk about. Because um, you said that you had you had the chance with my Christmas family tree to read the script and really go through it. What was that process like? Because watching this movie, my stomach was in knots when like you, <laughs> when um, Amy T. Garden's character Vanessa, when she found out the 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 bit of conflict that happened, and then the fact that it it carried on throughout the rest of the movie. My stomach was in knots, waiting to see what it was going to be like when the family found out. What was that like for you reading that? Um, what was that experience like
1: for you? Well, at first I was like, how can they make this mistake? This is crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, this can't be, this can't be, you know, this can't be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was, it was exactly what you, what you were feeling. I, I was, my my stomach was in knots a little bit. I was like, "Think, is this, am I like, <laughs> Is this a script that maybe things don't turn out that you know they the way they should at the right. end but, you know like we like they normally do in hallmark but um there's like a there's a fire over there wow,
0: oh, there? wow. check
1: check check this out there's a i don't know if i can show you but there's like a, a fire in the distance see that
0: oh wow oh snap
1: yeah, it looks like a potentially a car, car probably car fires okay. um anyways L.A. baby, L.A. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, I was. I felt the same way. I'm like, this can't be real. And how could this? How could? How could the DNA test? You know, how could they make have the wrong Vanessa? Right. Um, but then I was just very interested in hearing how it was how it was all going to play out. And uh, yeah, I mean, I knew I knew it was going to be a happy ending. So yeah. It was
0: still an emotional roller coaster getting there though, because it was uh, oh my gosh. Because she was holding off telling them. Then she told them, and I'm like, oh snap, how are they going to react? And then they didn't react the way that I thought, but then she still left. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, my emotions. I was like, this is yes. movies and mysteries territory. Why are you doing this to me?
1: (laughs) Everybody says this about Christmas Family Tree. They're like, it sounds like it's a it's a movies and mysteries. Right. And, And they yeah, they had it on channel. So
0: Oh my gosh, my emotions. So you starred opposite Amy Teagarden in this, who is just darling, love her. And you've mentioned how these are normally short shoots. So first, let me say this. Some of my favorite scenes with you guys, where I literally laughed out loud. That one scene where the two of you were standing in front of the Christmas tree, And she forgot, she realized that she forgot to get the family gifts. And they were like, oh yeah, I'll take you. I was like, oh no, not like a date, like not like that. And then you guys had this awkward exchange and it just (laughs) like left. I thought that that was brilliant. What was the process like for you guys developing chemistry amongst that that short shoot time?
1: It's always a journey. Um, You know, sometimes it's easier you know, with depending on the, the person I'm working with, but yeah. um, Amy, I felt like we 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 had a I I got in touch with her around a week and a half or so before we started shooting, and um, and then I only I only met her two days before we started started shooting. And just, I love to know like a little bit about who they are. And also just, you know, look, we're like six days later, we're, we're kissing, you know? So I want to just like, be like, hi, right? um, you know, just want to make you feel comfortable and, you know, and, and so, but, uh, her and I had like this very, we, we immediately started opening up. Like we got, we, we got deep real fast, which was really Mm. interesting. Like it was, um. Yeah. It, she, she just opened up to me about some things in her, in her past, which I actually, uh, it was amazing because I used her as a sounding board. Amy, Amy's mother passed away suddenly when she was younger. Mm. And, uh, and so every time I was going into the scene where I would talk about my parents or when I did have to talk about my parents, I, cause Chris's, you know, Chris's mom and dad passed away, you know, in this, in this car accident, Mm -hmm. I would just ask her what she would say in this, you know, in this moment and what, um, what, yeah, what would come naturally to her and how, how would she communicate this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was using her as a sounding board and she was very open and gracious in in sharing her experience and how she would, you know, how she would talk to another person about this. Um, moments like that though, that you were talking about, like we, we didn't, we we didn't do the take or rehearse it and then go, oh, maybe we should do that thing. That happened one time in the moment because we were both, it was a the, <laughs> the scene ended awkwardly for both of us. We were like, okay, well, what do we say now? What do we do now? And then we just kind of played with that like, uh, oh, okay. Well, I I'm I'm like at this point, I'm I'm feeling something for her too. Yeah. And you know, being that's the that's the beauty of 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 acting is that you know if you can if you can live in the moment when the cameras are rolling and you can live in that moment of being uncomfortable or, or just vulnerability in that moment and just let whatever is going to happen happen. Like what's yes. the worst what's the worst thing that could happen is just like the director calls cut and goes, That didn't work out, guys. You know, that was not <laughs> that that didn't play how you thought it would play on the camera. Um, but, uh, so that just happened. It was a, it was a, just a, a a moment, you know, that we, we found and, and then we decided, okay, let's let's do it again. And then it, and I guess the, uh, the director took the second take that we had, you know, that we had uh, done that on and uh and yeah so she, her and I we've I feel like a, there was a lot of points in that movie this is the this was one of my more favorite uh parts of working on this movie is James Tupper I felt the same way James yeah. is an incredible actor he's coming off of Big Little Lies working with Meryl Streep and then he just <laughs> he's jumping on our set mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and he had this je ne sais quoi or like this like like just flippant way of doing certain things that he wasn't, he wasn't too clean about, you know, how his character would, would, you know, he always wanted to try to have fun and kind of like mess with us a little bit. Mm. And I love that. Cause he would, he would kind of get us back on his, on our, on our heels and you wouldn't expect things to come out of his mouth that come that, or the way he would say certain things yeah. and, and how he would handle props and whatnot. Like it was just, um it was cool. Like there was one that one scene where I ask him where I say, Hey, d- would you be okay if I if I told you I had feelings for your daughter? Yeah. And then there's that awkward pause, and then he went like, oh, like that, like you have to kind of like punch <laughs> me a little bit. And I was right. like, I was like, hey, whoa! Like, <laughs> I didn't expect him to do that to me. Oh awesome. no. yeah, snap. Yeah, like, it worked.
0: That. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it and I was
1: like, because that's kind of the relationship we had, we had off camera, you know, he, I would just kind of like push him a little bit and he'd be like, Oh, you're strong. You're tough. Hey, tough. <laughs> I like, yeah. Oh, you're tough. You're tough too. Hey, James. We're like, you know, and so we, we would just mess with each other, but we, i I found out three days into, into working with him. I, I don't usually look people up before I work with them. And I don't watch a lot of TV, which is terrible to say, um, but i uh three days in working with him i called my wife called and i was like i was like this guy is great his name is james tupper we're having a lot of fun he's like i can ad-lib with him i can throw lines at me he's like does the same thing with me and it's just been a lot of fun working with him she goes wait say his name again i said james tupper she goes i recognize his name and my wife as much as i don't watch tv she watches double (laughs) you know less than me um and so she goes Andrew, I think he, I think he worked with our girlfriend, Emily, and we, our, our good friend, um, from Canada, uh, her name is Emily Van Camp, and she's on, she was on the show called Revenge, and, nice.
0: I watched that. Oh, you did? Yeah, that got okay. me through graduate school, absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, so, so Emily and Josh are, like, our best friend. like, they're oh, our best so friends, cool. and, Emily went to ballet school with my wife in Montreal. That's how they knew each other. They knew each wow. other since they were like 12 years old at this like little uh, government-funded ballet school in Canada. That is and
0: so
1: cool. So I found Cassandra tells me after she goes, Andrew James played Emily's father in Revenge for f- whatever five years or whatever. And then I so the next day I got back to work and I was like, James, you played my best friend's dad in Revenge, and he's like, you know Emily. He's like, are you kidding me? Goes, Andrew, that's my daughter. He goes, I, I love that girl so much. And I love Josh so much. He's like, what? So I, we FaceTime with them. And like, from that moment on, it was just,
0: we, were, oh. we had a diff-
1: we had a whole different connection, you know? And so- I
0: love that. And you yeah. can, that was something that I thought about um, during the snowball fight scene, which is one of my favorite things in a Hallmark movie. I love me a good snowball uh, fight yeah, scene. Yeah. It was oddly enough, I saw like the familial, co- connection that I feel like you guys had on set would you say that that's what it was like for you filming like you guys really did feel like a family because it it read that way on 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 screen for me
1: Every, every day yeah it was we we had such a good time we had such a good time and and um and we were all pushing each other a little bit in the in with our scenes and in the moment and just um yeah no that's exactly how it felt
0: so this movie, oddly, like I was surprised I'm like, did Hallmark read my journal or something? Because like <laughs> with this movie, I, I'm one of the ones I've always wanted a big family. It's just like me, my dad, my mom and my little, lo- and I don't want to say little, younger sister. Um, and so watching this, was there anything in the script that you could, that resonated with you personally or that you connected with, um, with this movie?
1: For sure, one, the music my my family every time we get together when i was growing up it was always we'd have dinner and then immediately go and go around the piano so and we would just spend the rest of the night just drinking wine and hanging out at the piano yeah um and my my aunt is a was an elementary school music teacher my mom was incredible pianist uh my i say was my, my mom unfortunately has pretty progressed Alzheimer's but um you know but she sorry. thank you no it's uh it's the, they, they call it the long goodbye you know it's it's at least it's not cancer at least it's not something that was you know that just took her life immediately and I was able to we're able to process it all over a 10 year span or whatever but she unfortunately doesn't play piano anymore mm-hmm. but what's what was great about that is that um well, just to wrap this up really fast. My uncle is a trumpet player. My other, my two cousins on my aunt's side were, are also incredible vocalists. One of my uh, cousins lives in England. She's an opera singer. So we would all get together when we were younger and just sing. And, and, and so for the Hendrix family, for that to be a big part of their Christmas is go around car- caroling. We used to do that. And I forgot I used to do that with my aunt and my mm. mom and my you know cousins and stuff like that. We used to live, a block away from each other
0: wow. in
1: Montreal. And so we would go out at Christmas Eve and right before midnight mass. And we would go walk around different people's homes and do uh, and sing, do caroling and raise money for a charity. And, yeah. uh, and so that, that brought back, I was, like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I used to do this. I used to do this all the time when I was younger and I forgot about that. We just stopped doing it when I was, when I hit 12 or 10, 10, 12 years old or so. Just, life, you know, just changed or whatever, whatever it was that we just didn't do it anymore. But um, from my mom's really fast, my mom mm-hmm. being here two years ago was the last time she came to California with my dad. And she was like, really kind of, it was progressing a lot. We knew it was going to be her her last time here. But my wife and I decided we said, we said, well, what, what can we should we get a Piano, or you know, just have her because that's what her that's what she does. She she'll just sit on the piano and just play. Mm -hmm. She's in a wheelchair now, but when she could play, and so we bought this this uh, keyboard, and we have it in the family room. And now, both my sons play piano. My eldest, my six year old, is in piano lessons now, and I'm taking piano lessons now, all because we bought this keyboard. So it's just (laughs) it was the catalyst. To more music being in my life again, and potentially my son, my you know West, six year old, taking yeah. over from what my mom did when we were growing up because yeah. he's he's really good. Like he's he's only seven classes in now, but wow. the way he touches the keys and the way he plays, yeah. it's not like a six year old just banging on the keys. He's like right. he feels it, you know. So that's
0: um, in, that's in your veins. Y'all got music in your veins. That's why yeah, you can feel yeah. it man so Vanessa is an extremely thoughtful gift giver in this movie um, from the people that work with her to the gifts that she gives her newfound family what would you say is one of the most thoughtful gifts someone gave you or you gave someone else
1: um, look I just have to call a spade a spade <laughs> I'm not I'm not a I, I like I love giving gifts. <laughs> Am I a thoughtful gift giver? <laughs> not really. Um, not really. <laughs> I, I, I kind of just fly by the seat of my pants. You know, I'll be somewhere, I'll be, and, and I'll think of it. I'm like, oh man, Christmas is like geez, in two days. Maybe I should start getting some things for people. Um, but I would say, I would say, going back to I, I bought. I did an acting gig and I was around 17 years old, did an acting gig. And I bought, I bought my mom. My dad was a huge cheapskate growing up and never really spoiled. My mom gave us any, like we always had what we needed. And we always mm-hmm. had, you know food on the table, roof over our heads. And we've always we went on a couple of vacations in a year. And he was a school principal, you know, and he had, mm. we had a, you know, so he, he, uh, you know, he did what he could do with that salary. And it was yeah. more than a lot of my friends had. So anyways, he was, he was a cheapskate though. And we, and he jokes, <laughs> but he, he would call himself out as well on it. But the ongoing joke is my dad always had like money under the mattress. But um, <laughs> when I was 17, I decided I splurged about my mom, her first pair of like uh, diamond earrings. And oh. so when I knew that feeling of her opening up that gift, that one year, I was just, that was that was probably that was a really special moment for me to see my mom's face and and go like, what do you mean? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Yeah. And uh, and then a few years later, I, I did the same thing with my dad. I bought my dad a whole set of new golf clubs, and so uh-huh. that was uh, that was a good that was a good feeling to be able to be in that position to to do that for them. And yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know. That's I I rather get the a, a special gift for me um i don't know i'm not much of like a, i don't it doesn't resonate the same way when it's given to me of course i'm very appreciative but i mm-hmm. love i love people's faces that's why yeah. christmas now when you have kids is so great right because you yeah. and not even about the like the gifts necessarily but just the whole holiday and that's one thing my wife and i really are are very um we see eye to eye on is that my our kids don't have a Christmas tree or just like filled with Christmas gifts. It's like specific things. It's Christmas, you'll get a couple of gifts, but for us, it's really about you know helping other people. Yeah, be more grateful. You know, giving more gratitude, trying to yeah give back where we can. We always ask her. We always tell our son. We started doing this when he was three years old. We said, okay, Wes, it's Christmas time. Time for you to put all the toys aside that you don't think that you need anymore, that some other little boy or little girl is going to, is going to need. Is going to, you know, that will want, um, or that you, you feel like you want to give the gift to them and, uh, and you choose and you put them aside. And so we have him every year put aside a certain amount of toys that he feels like he's grown out of, or he just doesn't need yeah. any, or he's not putting to use. And, and we, we want him to know that Christmas is about giving, you know, and giving back yeah. is not, even, you know
0: yeah that's so awesome to teach the children while they're, they're young so that they can grow up with that already in their mind and be you know that's just that's awesome so this ice skating scene um do you really know how to ice skate were you or was that was that you like being for real like Tripping on the ice the way you were.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, I play hockey. I play hockey. I'm a good skater. Word,
0: okay. <laughs> Word, okay. I'm I grew
1: up in that. Montreal, Canada. You know, I I had to I had to I have to skate. I have that to. That makes skate.
0: sense. That makes sense. Now I I look like a newborn baby calf if I were to be on <laughs> <laughs> ice skates. I tried. I tried in college. I was like, let me just get out of my comfort zone and just go. They had they had the um, ice hockey rink open randomly for like a late night skate so that college students if they wanted to blow off steam or whatever they could come and so I was like all right let me try it I hugged the wall the entire time
1: did you it's it's a very strange uh like movement in a way it's like a strange thing to put blades on your feet and like go on ice when I haven't skated in six months or so when I get back into my hockey league yeah I put my I'm used to being on ice but I never really played, I didn't play league hockey growing up. I played mm-hmm. just at the outdoor rinks in Montreal, just like Philadelphia, right? There's like outdoor mm-hmm. rinks in the wintertime and stuff, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, Montreal just stays a little colder. Uh, we have probably another month or so, you know, to skate in uh, on the outdoor rinks, but in the wintertime. But uh, I, uh, yeah, it's, I always feel like a little rusty when I get back on my skates. Cause it's just a strange,
0: yeah, a strange yeah, feeling, feeling.
1: <laughs> a strange feeling. It is, but Amy was actually really good. Amy was, Amy was is a good skater as well.
0: Wow, y'all, y'all are some talented actors because you fooled me. That's why I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I
1: was yeah, like, yeah, well, I, I guess wonder
0: how real this
1: is. <laughs> we we both didn't bail because we we just knew how to get our our, our feet under us again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I think that that helped.
0: So what would you say was your favorite scene to film uh, during while you were shooting my Christmas family tree?
1: I would say, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was the second day of shooting. It was the first or second day? I think it was the first day actually that we were shooting the Christmas tree uh, cutting scene, or the where we found the Christmas tree when we go to yeah. the, the Christmas tree farm. Yeah, and it was the first day that I well, it was the it was the day that I would, I started to ask Amy about how she would say, how she would react to this, uh, me telling her about my my parents passing away in this car accident and like what she, how she would say it to me. And so I love that day because Amy was just, she, she went there with me and she was gracious enough to just kind of like tell me how she would say it. And, and, Mm -hmm. and then I said it to her a few times on camera and then, she was like, yeah, you know, that, 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 that works. That's how I'd say it. And I was like, anything more, would you do it? She's like, no, no, that's how I would, that's how I would do it. And so I love that day just cause it was a, it felt like we were really collaborating together on, on, on you know, for this moment to work. Yeah. And um, I also just, from a comedy standpoint or perspective uh, the day that, the scene where she shows up on Christmas Eve and the whole family's there and seeing her go around being in the room, in the scene, watching oh her reaction gosh. to everybody. Yes. I was like, this is great. I feel like I'm, I'm like a fly on the wall here, but I'm yes. watching this all play out and all the family and everything, you know, it just, it was, it was, it was fun. That was a fun scene to be a part of.
0: Oh, man, I felt the angst through the screen. I was right? like, woof. I had to hit pause. I'm like, oh, I feel it, Amy. I feel yeah. your sister. Like, as she was going yeah. around, he was telling everyone's name, like, the names. This is Auntie Rachel or what have you. Man,
1: that was insane. And we know, because Christmas is, is it's one of those things. Like, I, I go back to Montreal with my wife, and it is so, it requires so much t- energy to, mm-hmm. to just... Give yourself to all your friends, all your family, all my wife's friends and family. And we're trying to balance it all with kids. And so we've all been there before where we've just been part of something, a part of a Christmas or a holiday where we're like, oh, my gosh, do I have to see? I have to see everybody when it's your own family. It's a lot, let alone (laughs) her being, you know, this new addition and meeting all these people. And yeah, so it was it was. It was awesome to see her reaction you know, with it. It was so authentic.
0: Yes. You know what other reaction um, came up on Instagram? There was this uh, gentleman um, during this scene where you guys were at like a rest stop on your way to uh, the Hendrix house. And this guy came out and gave you uh, your eggnog lattes or peppermint lattes, I believe there were. And yeah, his yeah. face looked vaguely familiar um from my uh, notes here i think his name is tyler hines have you heard of
1: yeah him? yeah i have he, he was just like coming up on the scene he uh he he needed some work you know the guy <laughs> had to he he really had to uh the director had to give him some some line readings on how to you know put the put the coffee down and say do you know anything right, else? Right. He just kept on. He just kept on messing that lineup. But you know, we worked with. We worked with him. I'm and, grateful. Uh, and I think you know, with little movie magic, he it 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 came out okay.
0: I think he has a bright future ahead of him.
1: I think he does. I, I think really he, do. I think he does. You know, after that day, seeing the way he he had uh, he he took the direction from yeah. the director. Yeah, I think he does too.
0: Yeah. Now, how the heck did that happen? <laughs> like how? <laughs> How, just go ahead, just go, like, how did that happen? <laughs>
1: um, he was at our house for the 27 hour day uh, premiere. Him, uh, he, he just decided to come over west West is like he loves Tyler. He's like Aww. cool cool cousin Tyler. Cool cousin Tyler. Tyler comes up on his Harley Davidson. You know, like, <laughs> like this, you know, just <laughs> loud Harley. He comes in with a toothpick and his his jacket. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, dude? What's up, dude?" You know, Tyler with this energy yeah. stuff. And so he came over had a bite to eat. We had a barbecue and then uh, him and I we, we were joking we're like hey man it'd be fun for you to come over and and watch the 27-hour day with me we'll do like a little we'll do a little picture and then we decided that's when the it uh, it was always you we decided we had popcorn and we're like oh let's do something for me it was always you let's like put our put our hands around each other was so, and, brilliant. Like, <laughs> so, so we just we decided to do that and then it was actually that night that I was like, Hey man, so when do you, do you know when you're going up to Vancouver for this next job? And he tells me his dates and I said, Tyler, I'm going to be there the exact same time shooting a movie. He's like, well, we got to do something, man. We got to like, I have to come do a cameo on your movie and you have to come do a cameo on my movie. And, and so, um, so his cameo happened (laughs) 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 and you guys will be, who knows, who knows what's gonna Hold happen on in his now. movie.
0: Hold on now, oh snap. <laughs> I, I was just saying this um, in one of my podcast episodes, like my trifecta would be you, Tyler, and Paul Campbell in a movie together doing like three men and a baby or something or just like goofing off. I feel like that would be- I
1: love that you say three men and a baby. I've, I've, I've said this a few times to Haltmark. I'm like, guys, I would love to do a male centric movie about three men and a baby. And I said that exact, that exact movie. I think it would be great. I think Hallmark, I think people, viewers would like it, right? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I'll be number one on the campaign trail for it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So to close this out, um, I did a post in honor of my Christmas family tree, um, making my Hallmark Christmas family tree where you would be my cousin. You and Paul Campbell are my cousins. Um, Christopher Palaha and Andrew Francis of of Chesapeake Shores are my brothers. Jill Wagner is my older sister. Um, Barbara Niven from Chesapeake Shores is my mom. And then this young woman from Holiday in Harlem, I forget her name, but she played the grandmother. She would be my grandmother. So I wanna ask you, Sir Andrew of Walker, who um, within the Hallmark universe, if you were to make your Hallmark Christmas family tree, Who would be on your Hallmark Christmas family tree?
1: Wow. Well, geez, that's a, that's a very good question. I would say Aaron Krakow would be, Krakow would be my, I would say would be my cousin. Tyler would be my brother. Paul would be a, Paul, um, uh, uh, not Paul Campbell but uh, Paul,
0: Paul Green. Green
1: would be my my other cousin <laughs> for sure for sure Nikki DeLoach and Bethany Joy Lenz would be my two sisters i'd yeah. have a big family i'd have a big I'd have a, I'd have a big big family yeah um and my 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 who would be my my mom and dad let well, would say you know James is a little too young to be my dad but because I've, I just worked with him and we really did have this like father-son relationship and I love working with him I'd say he'd be my dad and I don't know about my mom I don't know maybe I'm a single dad single dad <laughs> son
0: yeah yeah that's a that's a good that's a good tree that's a good shoe right there. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for coming into the home of Dear Hallmark. We have to go plates for you um, wherever, you know. Only that's the thing I, I say with my podcast is like, come on in, take your shoes off. Hang your coat up. There's a plate on the counter for you. Uh, So um, thank you so much. And is there any kind of parting words you want to leave to the listeners or those watching about whether it's your movie, about Christmas, about the holidays, anything you want to say, anything you want to leave um, with the people who are watching and listening?
1: Well, I appreciate you, Dara. Thank you so much for having me on this, your first podcast. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I would say just, you know, we're right at that time of, of year right now where I just wanna wish everybody a happy holiday. And just, I think if anything this year, just have gratitude, right? Have gratitude yeah. because we've gone through a, a, a big 18 months to two years, you know? And I think that a lot of people's priorities have shifted and, yeah. and for the better. And I just think, you know, squeeze your loved ones more this Christmas than you ever have before and, and have gratitude, you know, and that's all I can say.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's all that needs to be said around this time for, for real. Well, you guys, that's going to conclude it for this episode of Dear Hallmark. You can check the show notes or the link in the description box for other Dear Hallmark happenings. Um, but we will, well, I will talk to you guys in the next episode.